Hey, welcome to Too Hard Too Fast podcast, where you forget the <laughs> intro that you practice for almost 24 hours. Hey, but you know what? It's okay because we are in the future right now. Well, I'm on I'm sitting here Wednesday, and Aaron, our guest today, is sitting in Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Mejia is here. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, we're going to catch up and the craziness of how we're going to catch up. But Aaron Mejia, thanks for being on from the future. Glad to be here. It is a lovely, crisp morning here in, on Thursday. Uh, and, and surprisingly, it's not hot as hell today. So that's good. Oh, well, I'm here in Texas and usually it's hot. Uh, Aaron, you're in Vietnam. Um, right I, I feel like you shouted so loud that you blew your mic <laughs> probably Vietnam <laughs> I probably did. good morning Vietnam but also when I was saying that like I wasn't I was like as soon as it was coming out of my mouth I don't know why I was thinking wait is he in the Philippines <laughs> I was like oh no did I just mess up like that's racist just because we look filipino <laughs> oh, okay two brown people in countries they just, probably don't belong <laughs> just 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 a uh a, a white looking brown man in asia <laughs> has to be filipino maybe uh <laughs> and let's not get canceled right off the bat right <laughs> <laughs> hey look filipinos are our cousins they are the latinos of asia so it's fine Wait, am I, so was I wrong when I said Vietnam? Are you not in Vietnam? No, I'm still in Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I, that just made it I, sound like you were in, in the in the Philippines. I I did go to the Philippines. Uh, what was it? Two months ago, though. Oh. It was lovely. It was so nice. It was such a nice time. Maybe that's why. Like it, while I was saying, my you had it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I remember this. Uh Hey, you know what I don't remember? The intro. So sit back, buckle up, let's go. Too hard, too fast. Boom. <laughs> Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. Anything that rolls downhill, man. I and mean, the old habits die hard, right? It's the podcast by the people for the people. Well, I'm going too hard, too fast. Well, we are double fisted on that ass. <laughs> Only here, too hard, too fast. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast Podcast. The podcast where Jorge doesn't really tell me what we're going to talk about, and I don't tell him what I'm going to talk about either. So it's going to be a really weird ride. Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle in. So welcome, everyone, to Too Hard, Too Fast Podcast. That's right. <laughs> where we go off the rails, and George has to worry about it. So <laughs> here we go. For the podcast of the century. Cheers. Aaron, the last time we talked, um, it was in the middle of, and I said this before, and I said it, I wouldn't say it again because it sounded kind of sexualized, but you know what? We're in the middle of the handy pandy. That's true. It's true. It was in the middle of the lockdowns and everything, wasn't it? Well, the US, uh, the United States was locked down, but uh, Vietnam wasn't. You guys were living life. I Oh yeah, yeah. I think we had already made it past the lockdown stage at that point. Um, and you guys were still deep into it. Yeah, because you guys were like, "We'll do it for two weeks, 
And then everybody, all of you did it for two weeks. And then it was like, oh, chill. And we were like, you can't lock me down for two weeks. <laughs> sure. You can't tell me a- what to do. It worked out, though. Like, uh, everything's back to 100% normal here, though. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. we talked um, some time ago. And uh, we were back into, like, normal life, which was weird getting back into it. Um but we finally get like a little semblance of normalcy. And mm. then I'm hearing, oh, Vietnam's shutting down again and everything's going to lockdown. And I texted you and I go, how does that taste, motherfucker? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, what's going on with you guys? Like, I thought you guys were in the clear. And it's like, oh, no. Was that weird going back to it? Like when you guys thought you guys were in the clear? Yeah, it was. It, it was but, you know, overall, I think it was handled pretty well here. But it was the same as pretty much everywhere, I think, where it it got to a point where people just didn't give a damn anymore. Mm. And so it, it you started seeing like these clusters of people who are just like, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. I'm just doing whatever the hell. Like, if I get it, I get it. And then and and even to this day, it's it's a, a weird thing, really, to be outside and doing things uh, like at the beginning of my school year, for example, I had a mask strapped on me 24 like 24 7 it's because uh, i work with kids i work with people who are gross it's like they, <laughs> they 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 cough they 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 don't cover their mouths they put boogers everywhere so like, it, it was for me is still a paranoid thing of like look i'm a teacher i'm gonna be in front of children i'm gonna be in front of teenagers uh and so i need to make sure that i don't get sick and then i got sick <laughs> did you get sick with the vid I got it, man. And I didn't get it as bad. It was, For me, it was like a three-day thing. It was like a three-day flu. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And then my fiance was like dead for like two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> sorry. Hey, it sucks for you. Um, <laughs> I feel like, and I don't want to jinx myself, and I don't want to talk about this part too much, but um, I, do, I just, I do, I am fascinated. I don't know if that's the right word, but just, I may be intrigued with how, everything was handled in different places and that's why when we first talked like that's why i wanted that's why i focused on that so much because you know you're in a whole different part of the world and you're from honduras so you're a person that's going from that has family in a different country and they're handling in a different way you're in a foreign country to you and you're seeing how that's handled so i wanted to talk to you in that case to see what was going on for you guys um but yeah so i don't even know where i was going this but going anyways i don't know where i was going with that but with the mask thing i do want to say i never really enjoyed the mask um but i also liked burping into the mask and i remember this yes i I feel like i mentioned that we talked about your breakfast burps yes (laughs) that i do remember you gross bastard. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Sometimes I miss it. Uh, but I don't Nobody's miss... Nobody's stopping you. <laughs> right, I could just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Aaron, yeah. how's Vietnam now? All good, man. I mean, honestly, there's like been like an economic boom over the last couple of years, if anything. Things are starting to look up really good in Vietnam. Uh Overall, I think people are doing very well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of investment coming in. So there's a lot of changes happening over the last couple of years. Uh, you see like a lot of uh, different um, like just building projects and stuff. Uh, so it's been it's been nice. It's a, there's been like a very good boom in the economy. And I feel like after after losing a lot of what was tourism based, you know, economy, we're doing good. OK, we're, we're doing good here. It's 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 been a nice moment in time after, you know, everything that happened. Um You've and been you've been there for about seven years, right? I've been here five years. Just had my fifth anniversary on oh, December. Five years. See, I was yeah. I was I was judging on the fact that I saw a few posts from from you and your girlfriend, fiance, fiance, soon to okay. be wife. Hey, there you go. See, I was like, was it that I see that? I I know I didn't want to jump the gun and say fiance and be like, well, I have to edit that out. <laughs> but uh. Now okay. you're leaving this in. Or I'm canceling uh, my subscription. Is it, is it that um okay, you've been with her for 7 years or that's wrong. I've been I I've, I've I met her 7 years ago. I've been with her 6. Okay, see my internet creeping is it's good. I knew 7 was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that I post way too much crap on the internet. And I'm all here for it, baby. <laughs> okay so you've been there five years um have you learned the language a little bit i i think over the last year maybe i've been a little bit more proactive about it so like i can i i can speak it a little bit better not great but at least i can make myself understood with a lot of things uh, i have a lot of like little sound bites that i've learned how to say the important uh, and ones yeah so it's like i know how to order food i know how to give directions to somebody uh the most important phrase that i could learn in vietnam is i am full like it's it's look man it's it's the single-handedly most important phrase i have learned other than i love you it has made my life a lot easier and because yeah it's like vietnamese vietnamese people will force feed you it's (laughs) It, it we're, it's a very similar feeling to like Latino culture where like you will be force fed and you will be asked again and again if you are full. And when you look like me, a was it like I think it's like six two or six foot, I don't know in feet. It's so I'm 180 centimeter or 185 and 200 pounds. I'm a big dude. And so everybody assumes that I eat a lot. <laughs> I don't. it's like i just worked tech support forever for like eight years and that made me fat i don't (laughs) eat a lot and and so and so every time it's just like oh like uh, do you want to eat do you want this food do you want this and i'm like no i'm full i'm full i'm full i'm full like uh, like i i have had to learn that that is by far the single-handedly best phrase i have learned doesn't prevent them from trying to feed me but it, it at least I now have a way to say like no, please, no more food. Like cover my bowl. I'm done. No, and I, I mean the thing is like I I would feel like that's how they can show you their cultures the through their food. And you know what? I don't mind that. I'm a big guy, and you know what? If you want to give me some food, I will eat it. I'm all for it. But um, 
I, I think it's a, the biggest difference is the rice, man. Like, look, you're 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 Mexican. I'm Honduran. We get full with rice. Oh, you get full on the rice. That's it. Like for us, rice is a filler. It's not a main dish. It's a filler. It's a side. It's something that you add to your food in order to get full. For them, rice is the main thing. It, it, it's ah. a big part of the meal. And so like my, my fiance will have like two, three bowls of rice and then still eat like a whole chicken or whatever, or, like something big. And I'll be like, how? Like, how? I can't do that. Yeah, I'll no, have a I couldn't tiny- either. Yeah, I'll have the tiny little bowl of rice, and then I'm like, I'm full already. Like, I don't need food anymore. I'm out. And they're like, oh, he doesn't need that much. He eats like a little baby bird. I'm like, no, it's just I can't do that with rice. On the flip side, though, when it's bean time, I'm like, give me all the beans. <laughs> give me all the beans. It's fine. They'll eat a little bit of beans and be like, oh, I'm really full already. This is so heavy. And I'll be like, I'm. this is just like three tacos. Keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's more. Come on. It's like there's a main en- entree and then there's a bowl of just beans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I that's kind of make me think. Have you ever heard of bean and cheese tacos? Yes. Oh, interesting. Is that we, a thing that you eat? I I remember we talked about this last time that oh, you mentioned you. that that your kid loved bean and cheese tacos. Yes, kid, wife, everybody in San Antonio. And you were and you were against them, were you? Yes, here in San Antonio, and that's why I mentioned San Antonio, mostly like anything from mid-Texas and lower is all about bean and cheese tacos. And I'm like, bean and cheese, bean and cheese, beans alone are a side dish. They're not the main entree. And people eat it here like it's the main entree. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. Uh, it's been It's been, what, two years, three years since I've been on your podcast. Let me restate it again. Bean and cheese tacos are great. Sorry, I my stance has not changed on this. It's still great. It's I'll not a some bean and cheese, but I gotta put a like a meat or something into it <laughs> with it. See, like you, I can have one per serving. All right, it's like that, that's that's the compromise I'll make. I can't eat just bean and cheese tacos, but I'll always try to order at least one. Yeah, I don't hate them. I just don't think they're an entree. <laughs> uh, just like rice rice is not an entree but you know what if I'm eating at an Asian uh, restaurant then I expect the rice and I expect the rice yeah. to go with my meal but yeah I'm 100% and they know that too you know and here in the US they know that rice is going to fill you up so they're like oh you're going to get a big bowl and then like three fourths of it is rice and then there's like here's your entree that's like it, yeah it's like people who go to a buffet and then fill up on the salad. It's like, no, no, you just mm. go for the other things. Go yeah. for the other things. What I am interested in, I've seen a lot in uh, Vietnam with their food is their street food. Like there's like very little comp- like Vietnam and Thailand, which I've never been to both. And I wish I will one day. But from those two and the Philip, no, maybe not the Philippines, but for sure, Vietnam and Thailand, the street food, like it's. It's all over the place, and I I'm, I kind of want to try it. There's a lot of good food. There's a lot of weird. That almost food. sounds like uh, stay away from it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like there's a lot of good food. There's a lot of weird food. It's like there's a whole mix. So like it's it's definitely something to explore. And that's what I think. Like I wonder, like if I'm down for the weird like food. Like I want to believe that I am. I just don't know. 
but I won't. I've never been in the situation. But right now, I feel like I'm down. It's like you want to know if you're Mexican enough. <laughs> if my stomach is Mexican yeah. enough. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it. Th- there's definitely weird things that you can find here. It's 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 interesting how like how much people here do number one with rice. There are so many applications that I was like, no, I just eat rice in a bowl, and then that's it. That's my thing. And it like here, I've seen like such weird things made with rice, like really cool things, really weird things. Uh, you, you'll get a little bit of everything. You get a lot of uh, like entrails kind of thing. Like just last night, my fiance was eating like a skewer with like five chicken hearts. And I was oh. just like, wait. I was like, no, why? Like, like I've seen her eat like like a pig's brain and stuff. That I'm like, nope, no, I'm out. I was like, no, just look. If I'm gonna eat something, just like cut it off, off it, not inside yeah. of it. <laughs> no, uh, I've had. Uh... I don't know what kind of brains, but I've had something. I went when I was in high school, I went to my friend's barbecue at his house with his family. And the dad serves me, goes, these are sesos. And I go, cool. And I ate them. And I go, what are sesos? Those brains. <laughs> I was like, dang it. <laughs> but they were good. <laughs> I don't know what kind. Could have been human. I don't know. I ate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's you definitely get a lot of interesting food in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, like the street food. It's at least in Hanoi. I don't think there's like a ton of variety. But then the as you like as you travel through the country, because I've been a little bit to the center mostly, and you, you do get like very regional foods all around. And so like it's really cool. Okay, going back to the language thing though, um, <laughs> the first thing everybody says when they're learning a language is like, oh, I learned uh, the bad words. Do you have a, a few bad words in your back pocket? Oh, of course. Like, I had to learn how to drive a bike here, and people drive like insane people. Like, there's nothing left to live for. So, yes, I do know bad words, and I use them constantly while I'm driving. Oh, give me the bad word for fuck. And I mean, I mean the one for, like, if somebody just cut you off, and you want to be like, oh, oh, God, Jesus, you're going to put me on the spot here. Is there one? Does it translate? I, I think maybe goodie would be like, fuck off. OK, uh, I mean, the worst one is basically telling you to to fuck your mom. <laughs> Which Wait, I probably apparently... shouldn't be holding a Mario when I'm doing <laughs> I was like, where did it's... that come from? <laughs> It it was uh, yeah like like here I I've been told I don't know if this is true look disclaimer people keep telling me things and I keep believing them uh, <laughs> so they they told me that like here the worst insult you can tell to somebody is dimemai which is basically like like fuck your mom and. Uh, which I tend to believe because it's a very like like mothers here are a very big thing and it's a very big part of the family and responsibility and everything. So very similar to like Latino culture in that sense. And so I've I've never actually heard somebody say it to somebody else like in anger. So I I feel that it might be accurate because I haven't heard it that much. But that might be like the worst insult you can tell to somebody that's Vietnamese. Just like, oh, fuck your mouth. <laughs> I would assume so, because like even in Spanish, like there's a lot of 
bad words that you can use, but n- it would be so bad if you use it to someone's mom, like kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think there's a word for that. But I guess translated, it could be in English. It could be like motherfucker. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. Which I, I like to say motherfucker because, you know, it's a little <laughs> less worse. <laughs> I was like, shows that you're a dad and had to curb your your cousin for a Actually, while. Actually, I, I learned that from my son. <laughs> so there was a, okay, so we're driving and it's like a parking for, I think, Target. I don't know what, it, like, I think it was Target. It was It was a store parking lot. And I'm driving slow already. So I can see that people are crossing and I can stop, whatever. But this motherfucker, <laughs> he jumps out of nowhere and runs across grown man. Should have known better. And I'm like, man, slamming on my brakes, even if I'm going slow. And I just yell, oh, you motherfucker. And I like, oh, and I realized he's in the back and he goes, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and he said it like that. And I was like. That's that that should belong on a T-shirt somewhere <laughs> or too hard. I'm, too sure. Fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that was a fun conversation getting home. Oh, my wife was in the car uh, with oh, me. Okay. She's like, I oh, she's like, she's giving me those like dead that dead stare. Like, really? Really? <laughs> you just did like, that? you know, he's going to be repeating this shit for like weeks now. That Thanks. <laughs> he did for a while, but luckily he stopped. Uh, he doesn't use it anymore. But I continue to use it because I love it. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things when you have kids. Like, I, I I can't wait to have a kid and just teach them really dumb things or have them learn really dumb things that I've said and then hear them just replay it and then be like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, no, no. Because um... like, I, I know it's going to happen to me. I, 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 I have a hard time measuring my words around the house. It's like I can do it at school. But it's as soon as I'm done, I don't have to be professional anymore. <laughs> no, yes. And I feel like I'm very lucky that he knows what is bad and shouldn't be used in public. And or in even in our vicinity, he like he won't use it. Uh, mm. Like he'll look at me like, oh, you shouldn't use it. But uh, he isn't also like, oh, no, like like scared of it. Like, you know, like if somebody else says it, like he's like, fine. Like he's just continues on with his day. And it's like, oh, or he'll tell someone like, you shouldn't say that. That's rude. Uh, <laughs> so I like that. I think it's 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 a very interesting shift. Like I read an article by a psychologist a couple of years ago who was talking about these things about like child rearing and everything. Because I was working on doing some voiceover for some uh, early childhood education channels. And so she was talking about how most of us grew up listening to like, no, that's a bad word. It's like that's a bad word and that limits children's languages but it also creates a bias towards them by telling them like no like words are bad it creates an image that there are words that you shouldn't say because you're gonna get in trouble and then that's it so she mentioned like you should make the shift towards calling them not bad words but calling them adult words mm. And that reinforces the idea of like, yeah, this is why the adults constantly are saying them. And you as a child should not say them yet. It's not that you're not going to be able to say them. It's just that they're not for you. Yeah. 
and and it gives them a little bit more agency but it also gives them that idea of like okay i shouldn't say that because i am a child i'm not an adult so it's not that i can't use the language it's not that i shouldn't know this word that is something forbidden it's just something that i'm not ready for yet yeah and so i think that's a really cool idea of like thinking about it of like just those little shifts in languages that we see throughout the generations throughout the decades and everything that really make a difference like especially for you and me who worked with kids you see the difference in like how kids react to language and how they really use it to explore their world yeah and and so it's it's nice to have those shifts in 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 generations and like in how we express ourselves and how we really again how we really interact with the world and how these kids are learning to interact with the world it makes such a big difference how we frame things that's yeah i mean i've i've i feel like i've had that thought i just i've not not in that like intellectual way <laughs> um no it's a good way to put it because it's like yeah like i don't think they're bad words they're just words you don't you have to be and i say this all the time to people young older like you have to know what words you can use and what place like in certain places hey let that f word fly all you want but in other situations you gotta hold it back and not say it yeah it, like intent matters it, it's real it's the same in my classroom like i would tell my students like yeah if you want to cuss go for it i don't i don't care it's not gonna offend me however if you're using it to make somebody else feel bad that's when we're going to have a conversation. But if you're just generally you know, like, oh, like, fuck, because you got angry or frustrated or you were stressed or something bad happened, I'm not going to be like, well, you get the merits for that because that's against the code. It's like, I don't care. Like, I'm an adult. I can take it. Like, yeah. you are somebody who is young. It's fine. As long as the, in like, the intent really matters. So if you're going to just be cussing just to, for fun, or just to like actually harm somebody, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Fair enough. Um I'm I promise I won't cuss anymore. <laughs> not not really. Um uh speaking of uh voiceovers, so you're I remember when we when you first were on, and even before that, you were already working towards voiceovers. Um, yeah. Has that picked up and like what else you're doing? And you know what I've been trying to do? And I I hope that this is something I could make happen. I've been trying to bring on a voiceover actor on the podcast and have you co-host because I feel like that would be like the best. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uh, it's happening. It's Let's happening. There's a 12 hour mostly... difference. In, just in so I can, I'll I'll wake up at three a.m. if I have to, just to talk to a real voiceover actor. Okay, I'm like I I will just so I can get a industry connection. Well, well, yeah. I hope that that's what that that's my goal. Um, but ever <laughs> since we talked or have been talking, that has been my goal to get somebody here on the podcast that will come on, uh, and then have you co-host. Like that's I don't know. Like that just that'd be, that'd be good. like the ultimate thing. I wish I would have been a surprise, but it's been almost what years since uh, we last talked. Is it years? I don't know. It's been a, a while. <laughs> it's been like at least two years, I think. Well, on the podcast, it's been a while, but 
we 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 stay connected on social media. Anyway, yeah. that's my goal. If it happens, I will. Uh, it's it's gonna make me super yes. happy to make it happen for you. But <sighs> that'd be really cool. I you've been doing this for a while, and you've been doing some stuff. Like I've I've given you. Uh, we've talked about how your accent, even though growing up in a Spanish-speaking country, you don't really have much of an English or of an ex- a Spanish accent in your English language. Yeah. That was a mouthful, and my Mexican accent probably came out a little bit through that. But, you know, that's what we talked about. How's the voiceover thing going? It's going great, man. Like, it's it's I, I've made a little bit of investments on it. Like, I've set up, like, this whole place now just for, for voiceover stuff uh i'm i'm learning every day like i'm i'm just uh taking courses and stuff whenever i can just to learn a little bit better about sound editing and everything um and it's been fun honestly like over the last couple of months that i haven't had like a full-time job it's this is what's bringing like bread to the table it's it's been good i i've had a lot of opportunities here luckily i've met the right people that like constantly send me voiceover stuff um and it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's it's been interesting to be able to do this kind of work that I've thought about ever since since I saw Mrs. Doubtfire. Like that was it. That was like my dream job of just like doing voiceover, just talking for a living. And is it because he always had like different accents to do oh, and dude, different voices? Rob, Robin Williams, man, he was like like he's up there. He's up there, right, with like Mel LeBlanc, just genius voiceover people who were funny and could create different voices and they could be whoever they really wanted to be. It was amazing to me. It was, it was seeing something that I could do as a child on TV. Cause when you're a kid, you don't really think about like the voices behind a cartoon or anything. You're like, no, that's, that's Tom, that's Jerry, that's Mickey, that's whatever. And so for me, like seeing that behind the scenes of like, Oh, somebody actually has to, like record these lines somebody has to like say whatever they're the characters are saying like it just clicked on me that i was like this is something that i would love to do one day and that thought really disappeared for years i never really thought about it until i came to vietnam and i got an opportunity to do one and was like oh yeah like this this i remember this feeling of like okay this is something cool that i can do it's a fantastic side gig I do it on my own, like pretty much even when I have a full-time job, I can do it at night, a couple of hours a night, record some stuff, make a little bit of money, make a little bit of quick money. And it's been really nice over the last, like what, maybe two, three years that I've been doing it. I now have like a lot of regular clients that come to me with like a voiceover for um like business meetings for like uh, stuff like ads in general i've done a lot of like tourism based stuff uh, education based stuff so now i just need to start breaking into like uh, cartoons animations yeah. and that kind of thing that would that would be amazing for me cuz it's it, yeah. that's the one part i haven't been able to really flex that muscle to like be doing voiceover for like cartoons and that kind of thing and you're right, like I never, you know, obviously watching cartoons, I never thought about like there's a person, well, I, I mean, in a sense, like changing their voice. Hmm. So, or okay, maybe I was like, oh, I'm not ignorant to the fact that there's people making their voice change for them, but I never thought that one person can change their voice for multiple characters, whatever that is. But I know my, yeah. my grandfather, uh, 
he would call Robin Williams. Like I don't think he ever really knew his real name, or but he would he would always come in like and there's a Robin Williams moving coming on. He's like, ah, is this el señor de de mil voces? Uh, and I don't know if that's his real nickname or what. If anybody called him that, but he would say that el señor de mil voces, like a, a man of thousand voices. Uh, and yeah, like he would do it. And then after that, I would see like Eddie Murphy doing uh, the clumps and, and him playing the same character with, a, with all different kind of voices. Like, mm-hmm. And that's when I started noticing it's like, oh man, people can really manipulate their voice to different things. And so I, I can imagine it being a, a, a difficult industry to break into, but at the same time, something that not a lot of people can do and i feel like your yeah. voice definitely lends to that because i've seen different voiceovers that you've done yeah. like a- instructional ones and they're so very professionally done you know yeah like it's, i just have to jump on this podcast and i can slur half things and talk in cursive half the time but it's different <laughs> it, it's it's definitely a different kind of thing because it's a lot of people forget like the, the the part of the job description is voice acting and so there has to be actual acting being done because it's not just about reading off a page it's you got to give it a vibe you got to give it a tone you got to make sure that the speed is right you got to make sure that if you're animating if you're working for an animation you have to know what the motivations behind the character are so it is it is very different it's absolutely not something that everybody can do or at least something that not everybody can do without practice and training and a little bit of work. Uh, some people are naturals at it. I, I feel like I am. I've never been professionally trained for this, but I've spent my entire life making funny voices and doing weird things. And so it's, it's, but again, same thing. It, it requires practice for you to develop like the muscles and to kind of develop the voices to create the characters in your head or to make sure that you understand what the prompt is basically. Or even remembering uh, like a certain voice. Like I feel, I feel like, Oh, I made a funny voice and I'll make somebody laugh. But if you ask me to do that again, two days later, I have no idea what I did. Like I can, yeah. but people remember the voice and what they did to make that come out of their mouth. You know, like that, those vocal things. Yeah, and it's I'll do it. It's, yeah, it's like a physical thing to be honest. Because like I can switch over from one voice to another without really thinking about it, and I can't tell you exactly how I'm making this. But you know, it it it's it's a weird thing that you can't really explain. It's like trying to explain to somebody how to whistle. You're like, well, you kind of do this, <laughs> and then you figure out the rest. Because I don't really know how to explain how I'm what I'm doing with my mouth right now. Yeah, and there's people that do that though. That I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Like there's people that tell you how you're gonna well, I mean, there's coaching like to do accents. There there is a certain yeah. thing we do in general as a person that grew up Hispanic or a person that grew up in Honduras or Vietnam, like what the accent is and what the dialect is. But when you do like a funny voice like you just did, like nobody can teach you that. Like it's just something you did, right? I don't yeah. think they can they teach you how to do a funny voice, it's, but I know that there are yeah, there there's like vocal training that you can do, 
but like you said like it's it's just something that you kind of have to discover on your own because same thing like i can explain to you how to do it i can explain to you like the tone of voice that you gotta put how to breathe how to do like there's a lot of because uh, I, I did a quick seminar on like voice training and so it was very general ideas on like okay how to improve how much air you're putting out or how uh, to improve like the speed at which you're talking but that's about it it's very general things and then the voices themselves that's down to you to make them like nobody can really tell you how to make a voice because everybody's voice box is different everybody's tone is different everybody's accent is different so it can be very hard to kind of explain those things and that's why I took the seminar because I was like I need to know like what like maybe I'm missing something maybe I maybe I can learn something new and I did but it wasn't what I thought I was going to learn how are you with uh filler words with filler words yeah I sounds I do a lot because mostly well number one I've got ADHD number two I never shut the fuck up so I don't know where a sentence is uh, ending whenever I started. So I do do a lot of filler words when it's when it's, when it's voiceover. It's a lot easier for me. That's why I feel like that's why it's easier for me. I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. I usually don't even read the scripts before I like do it. I just immediately I'm just reading. And as I'm reading it, I'm just like guessing what the tone of voice is. It's just kind of a very instinctive thing. Uh, so at least for like narrations and like educational things and all that, I never read scripts. I'm like, yeah, no, I've I've done this enough that I can just pull out a piece of paper and just continue to read it absolutely normally, and it would be perfectly fine. I think I think about that because I I constantly think about what I'm saying and been trying to remove filler words. Um, <laughs> And I just did that. We're, well, I just did one right there. The worst one I have, like, I really do try to get rid of the likes and the so's. I, nah. I think for the most part, I don't say those. But my biggest, worst one I do is, um, I do. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Come on. You don't have to, like, agree so, so quickly to me. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, like, I, what I mean is I do that one, too. Okay. It's like that. That's my little. That's my little one second break to remember. Like, wait, where was I going with this? I was like, hey, what was I saying? Oh, okay. All right, let's keep going. Yes, there's certain times where I can think about the like, and I don't say the like. I mean, obviously, sometimes you have to say the like, like when you're describing something. Yeah. But, but like, but like, yes, yes. Yeah, so me, like, I wouldn't have I, used it there. I better like, <laughs> or when people go so, and then they, I, I, I dislike that. I, and I try to get it out forever. And I think I do a great job with that. But um, is like, it's like almost, it's like, it's, it's, it's yeah, it, it's just something that comes out. It's, it's instinctive. Yeah. It's not something that you really think about it. It's a reaction. It's, I, it's funny you should bring up filler words because yeah, I've been learning Vietnamese and I don't know why. And this is something that my fiance brought up to me and I hate that I'm going to put this in a podcast that's going to be on the internet forever. For life! Um, because it's going to give her uh, uh, the, it's it's going to make her right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
apparently when I speak Vietnamese, because I have to think about what the hell I'm saying, I can't be fluent with it. I need to think, translate, and then say. Apparently, I I say nè a lot. And so I'll, I'll, I'll add it to like the end of sentences for no real reason or at the beginning of sentences for no is reason. Is that a word? What is it? That is not a fucking word. It's also Japanese. So, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, could it be like your, the the Vietnamese version of the eh, like, like Canada, like eh? Yeah, it's absolutely not a Vietnamese thing. I know for a fact it's Japanese. And it's not like I have been watching like a ton of anime or something to like at least be like, oh, well, that's why I'm doing it. It's like, no, it, I don't know where I picked it up. And now I can't fucking kick it loose. You know what I noticed today? Actually, I was talking to uh, some relatives and I, I it just it hit me. I was like, when I ask an open ended question in Spanish, I always end the question with OK. OK, like or what? OK. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I like there's no real reason I can just say what I'm asking and end it but then I go okay <laughs> but it's something I've learned like like just to just to take away the beauty thing about the podcast is that it's recorded and so I usually take out all the um <laughs> see for me, it's I, I think I've transitioned a little bit from like the um to like just putting little dramatic like dramatic pauses in my speech. And so I'll just be like, so when we talk about these things, you need to be able to describe something. And I notice I do it a lot. And I think that's like subconsciously like subconsciously just me trying to not be like, um uh yeah, I'll just insert a pause. I've done that, especially when I'm trying to speak in public, like in front of people. But then I start thinking in my head, I'm like, you sound like Obama right now. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here. Today, we are... <laughs> Today, we are gathered. <laughs> We're here, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about... <laughs> But yeah, so I, I, anyways, the ums are edited out thanks to the power mm-hmm. of uh, editing. I I can just hear this podcast already, just like, and then just like a mute, and just like, so. Oh no, no, it's so perfectly done. Just, you can barely just even like, a, just like a weird void in the middle, just like empty silence. No, I've done this long enough to where <laughs> I have perfected it almost perfected it i i challenge people to figure out at what time i took out the um there you go leave it in the leave it in the comments how many times has jorge said um in this podcast leave the time leave the time (laughs) prove it to me baby (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say it i was about to go um (laughs) i'm just gonna start in certain random ums but with the while i'm smiling and just like Un- <laughs> just to fuck with you. Aaron, so what are you going to like? What is the what is. Or, or, or what is like the opportunity? Because I'm sure with being able to work as voice acting, you can do it from almost anywhere. Yeah. What is your foot in the door? I know you've gotten opportunities. 
you've connected with the right people that can get you different opportunities, but is there a right foot in the door that they can just like, I don't know if people can even tell what that, what I just did there, but (laughs) yeah, but kind of just launch you, you know, you got to get real lucky too with anything, even with what I'm doing, but you're working. I think, I think it's honestly part luck, part talent, part how much you network. It's, it's pretty much the same way that I got big on Snapchat, you know, 10 years ago. It, yeah. it, it's exactly the same way. You just have to meet the right people and you have to not be afraid to do things. Uh, because I feel like that's what stops a lot of people when they hear that I do like uh, recordings that I do voiceover. I hear it a lot of like, oh, I could never do that. Like, oh, how do you do it? I hate listening to myself. And I'm like, it it, it doesn't matter. You just do it. it. You just jump into it. Because again, this is not a super hard thing to do as a hobby or like as as a one-time thing, for example. It's not hard. What's hard is then remaining consistent and, you know, and, and finding jobs and all that kind of thing. Uh, so it, it really is a combination of all three of just like keep doing it, you know, get lucky, meet the right people, just network and that really helps you out. Like, for example, here, I've got like two contacts, one that that works for uh, a TV station and another one that actually runs a voice talent agency. And those two people are usually the ones that are sending me like a lot of work. Uh, and, and they just contact me. They have my reels. They have my information. And so immediately they're like, oh, you need somebody that speaks English and with a nice voice. It's like, hey, hey, Aaron, you know, there's this. How much would you charge me for it? And I'm like, all right, cool. So it's it's just like any hobby turned into a side hustle turned into a career. You kind of just have to keep going at it. It's You just kind of have to put in the work, but also be very lucky because I know if I hadn't met these two people, if I hadn't met a, a couple of other people in, along the way, I would not be where I am with my voiceover work. I mean, at, to this point I've done over Lord knows how many, like I've done <laughs> hundreds of voiceover at this point. And it would have been very easy for me to just stop and not be where I am with, uh, with this, like with the, with this path in life, really. Like for me, like buying a, a microphone and starting to learn how to edit and all that stuff, it it was a game changer for me. It was it was really of like, no, you know what? I'm gonna put in the work that this requires, and then like, made I'm my little reel. Yeah, it's like this is something that I really enjoy, and it's something that brings me money. Like I've I've been unemployed for the last like two months and just kind of chilling and relaxing and enjoying life. Like I've been fun employed. Uh, hopefully that ends soon. But over the last two months, voiceover is what's you know covered the bills. It, it it's it's something that I never thought that would be it. Like three years ago when I started and just making you know a couple of bucks on a recording, never did I think that I would be then recording three hours a day every day and that that would pay that that would make half of the paycheck that I was doing on a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's been, it's been really, it's been really good. Like just keeping at it, just not giving up and just honestly making it feel more like a fun thing to do than a job helps. That makes sense. I, and it's crazy. Cause you, you, you said 
voiceover has been paying the bill so far so i'm kind of thinking like you're already like why would you go back to a nine to five kind of thing and <laughs> and i and i don't want to like pry into personal things or anything like that but because i need a visa <laughs> oh okay 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 <laughs> so like, that makes maybe sense. after july yeah so after july we're, we're getting married and on july and then we're doing the legal ceremony back home i'm going home for the first time in five years and so it's uh it after that maybe i'll reconsider but it's, but as of now i still need somebody to sponsor my visa somebody to give me like work permits and everything <laughs> so i still gotta have a nine to five job uh well yeah i think in all that i heard uh an invitation to the wedding so yes i'm rsvping i appreciate you can come <laughs> you can come to the honduras which one do you want to come to honduras one or vietnam one? Oh dang i don't know that would be cool that would be interesting <laughs> that'd be a tough we, choice actually uh, there, we were making numbers yesterday so Vietnamese families, particularly the older generations, are very similar to Latino families. There was no TV, so boning was everything that was happening. <laughs> uh, my fiance's family, her on her dad's side, there are, I think it's seven or eight brothers. And on her mom's side, it's about the same six or seven. And so we were talking a little bit about like wedding arrangements and everything, because I was like, look, you know, I've, I don't really know that many people here. I could probably count how many people I have with all of my fingers and toes. And so I'm going to have very few people at my wedding, but I'm inviting people that I know maybe live in nearby countries, people that I still talk to or that I've interacted with. And, and then, so we're starting to like figure out all these things to start really planning for it. And then my, my fiance just starts counting and she's like, well, let me see how many people would be on my side. And starts counting off. <laughs> Just uncles, aunts, spouses, and first cousins was already like 80 something people. Dang, okay. Dang. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So it's like, okay, it's like all right, it's about 80 people. It's a medium-sized wedding for a Vietnamese wedding. Cool. And then I was like, yeah, and my mom wants a table for like 10 of her friends. I was like, all right, that's 90. All right. And then probably we're going to have to invite like other people, like extended family that don't live in Hanoi and everything. And so like, that's probably going to be like already over a hundred. I'm like, I have 10. I've got 10 people. Well, listen, I want you to invite me to the one with the least likelihood of getting stabbed, but most likelihood of getting chorro. Vietnam then. Vietnam. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. I just keep inviting everybody. Just like, just everybody, just come. It's fine. Just come. <laughs> I just need, I just need people visiting me in Vietnam. That's all. That's all I want. Just, just, just come here. Just. I would actually one hundred percent be really interested in something like that. Um, but you know what? Not for. I don't want to put you out for like a wedding or anything <laughs> like that. I will visit you because you're a friend. Ah. Uh, oh. And... He's a liar, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to go to Vietnam. He just wanted an excuse. I want Choro in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I do appreciate you a lot. Like, I, I, I really, I honestly, since it's so weird talking about Snapchat, like, it's weird. So long that, ago. 
Yes, and I mean people still use it. Uh I don't know. I check it like once a month. Every now I, I, I check it. I don't but like like I, I look at old messages of people like where I was like, Hey, thanks for following me. This is what you're gonna expect on my Snapchat, blah blah blah. And like stupid things that we used to do back in the day like that. Uh it's it's really weird because so over the last two years, I've been teaching business and I've been teaching a class where basically the students have to build their own business and and like run a business for the year. And so it's really weird when I talk to my students about marketing and promotion and all those things. And they ask me about, all right, so how do you know all these things? And I'm like, well, I kind of used to be a content creator on Snapchat. Like I used to have like 10,000 followers there. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just something I kind of did. It's, you know, it's a moment in my life. And they're like, but so you, you were like famous. I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't say I was famous, but like a lot of people listened to my crap. It was, it wasn't any particularly what I didn't think it was like a really like, oh, this is a show. It's like, it, it was just something that I did for fun. But yeah, I had like 10,000 people just listening to me and tuning into my channel and like interacting with me. So it was really fun. And then so I tell them, like, that's how I understand how this works, because all social media is pretty much the same. It's all about interaction. It's about connecting with people. It's about creating things that you are uh, that they are going to relate to, really. And so uh, going through them, telling them, like, all right, if you're going to make social media stuff, then you need to make sure that your things are interesting. If you're making boring things, nobody's going to care. It's like if you don't have a way to connect with people, if you don't have a way to really show people why they should continue to follow you or why they need to continue to see your stuff, they're not going to. They're going to watch it once and then they're going to move on. So you have to make content that's relatable to them. And it blows their little minds. And then they start trying to look me up on social media. And I'm like, joke's on you. Everything was on Snapchat. It disappeared. It all disappeared. But some of, yeah, some of them do find like at least my Instagram and stuff, and then they'll find like my old drawings that I used to do, and they'll be like, "Teacher, I didn't know you can you could uh, draw and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, I also know how to draw, and I do other stuff." And they're like, "What?" And they'll go through my entire social media, like stalking me. And that's it's how really like funny. I, this. I feel like I. That's how I kind of grew on Snapchat. Like. It, Yes, it's it's weird to talk about now. Like they're like, oh, you were were you Snapchat famous? Like I don't know. Like that's fucking that's weird to talk about. But I did have a, a big following on Snapchat yeah. that was like mind blowing to me. But uh, I I know I started with the dumb skits, like silly skits, and also drawing on Snapchat until they ruined the color <laughs> wheel thing on it. I was like, you take a picture of something and then draw something over it. That was the best thing to do. And yeah. then I took that off and I was like, well, I guess I got silly skits still going for me. Um, but with that, like on from Snapchat, I've kept in touch with two people, you, Aaron, and all my I was looking up on all my phone just so I could get her name right because she changes her name a lot. But Jesse, I, I, I still keep. Uh, Jesse, yeah. yeah, so I. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I, I say her name the way she has it on her in uh, social media. <laughs> so I keep in touch with, and actually she drew this for me, like all this, this is all her. Oh, it was her. 
I mean, yeah, it actually was... does look like her style. Yeah. Yeah, like it, like that's all. That's all her, and you know we've been in contact. We're like pretty good, just like you and I. Like we we probably go for a month without talking, but then we can send a message to each other and we just pick up or wherever yeah. we left off. So again, like that, I appreciate it. The fact that Snapchat taught me certain things about putting yourself out there on the internet, but also the people I met and obviously the two people that I still keep in touch have been close to me. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you're a friend. Yeah, it's 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 a nice thing. Cause same so thing, you're my like friend. Say so you're my friend. Say so you're my friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it is nice. Like like developing these friendships, honestly, through social media, it's it's a weird thing because it's I think maybe 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the idea of being friends with somebody who you have never met was not a thing. You would have pen pals and it'd be like, hey, whatever. Like <laughs> like that's that's a weird thing. Why are somebody you talking to somebody you don't know? Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you talking to somebody that you don't know? You've never seen them. The, like, this this person could be, like, a somewhere in, in, I don't know, in Canada or whatever. It's like, it's, it's probably a, the only it, word that gets bleeped in this podcast, by the way. <laughs> good. <laughs> and so it's, it's, a, it's a weird, it was a weird thing. Also, why Canada? Also, I don't know. It was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> Fair enough. I, it's like, TV is always like, oh, I have a boyfriend in Canada. It's like, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why. And with so their with their poutine, and <laughs> so like have like meeting somebody that you or like talking to somebody that you had never met before was a weird thing. Stranger danger was a thing. <laughs> Still is. Don't but yes. don't talk to strangers. And now twenty years past, thirty years past, we get on a stranger's car to take us somewhere. Yeah, I I but will you... talk to people online that I have never met in my life and that I will never meet in my life, and I will talk to them about my personal life and about how I'm feeling and my thoughts. I'll send pictures to people and they'll send me pictures back and to just be like, oh, well, that's nice. It's like I see that you're skiing and wherever. Like that's cool. Like it's a weird thing. Like we didn't grow up like this. And so to see the world shift to from like everybody on the internet is dangerous and is out to get you to, hey, here's my location. It's like you can find me with an, <laughs> an accuracy of two meters. Yes. It's a really weird thing when you think about it, like especially for us. And then the new generation who have who are growing up with this technology, who are growing up with this. It's so different how they think about it than how we used to do it and it's a cool thing to see how it evolves uh, same thing we were talking about earlier like things evolve and things change not always for the better but they're going to be different at least yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 an interesting thing Lynn. so like for you and me like having so many people follow us on social media and and then us talking to them or interacting with them for no real reason other than we can it's a really cool, but also really weird thing. No, it is. I'm a fan of weird, but it is a weird thing. And I will all, for the most part, I do practice the fact of like, 
when I make a story or something, you know how most people are like, hey, here I am and on this beach, whatever, and then they post it and send it. I'm one of those who's like, hey, I'm on this beach here and also end it and then I save it and then I'll post it like four or five days later. <laughs> it's like you don't want to get kidnapped. I get it. Exactly. I'm I'm the other kind of idiot. It's like I, I was just in Singapore the whole day, just like, hey, look at this. Look at where I'm at. I'm like send, send picture, picture. I'm like, hey, look at this thing. Look, hey, here's another thing. Hey, look at this. This is really weird, <laughs> or really funny, or really dumb. And like, hey, let me tag my location so you know exactly where to kidnap me. <laughs> hey, nobody's gonna want to kidnap me. And I'm also too ki- too heavy to kidnap. But I'm, I'm also, it, I'm, <laughs> it's like if you can kidnap me, you deserve it. You get that payday, okay? <laughs> Nobody's gonna pay you, but you worked hard for that. Yeah. It's like you're gonna regret this, but <laughs> well done. Jokes on you. Nobody liked me in the first place. <laughs> Jokes on you. I don't know anybody with money. <laughs> Jokes on you. You did the job for free. <laughs> It's like nobody's paying you to to give me back. If anything, they're gonna pay you to keep me. So <laughs> jokes on you. The only time I do post in that moment is like if it's a big event, like if I'm at a live event that I want to show off that I'm at. That's the only time I really do it. Just for internet clout. Hi, I'm all here for it, baby. <laughs> Aaron, we've gone too hard, too fast. Um. I want to get your new Too Hard Too Fast story. But before you uh, do that, where can people follow you? Uh, Snapchat's not a thing places, anymore. Snapchat's <laughs> not a thing. You can follow me on Snapchat if you want. Flame Fingers. Uh, I never post anything, but you know, I like I like friends. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Flame underscore fingers. Because... Uh, at Flame Fingers is actually some old lady somewhere in the middle of the USA that knits. I hate that that is a thing. Is that really? Is that for real? It, that, 100%. When I'm 100% going to follow her. 100%. When I, yeah. When I opened up my Snapchat, oh, when I opened up my Instagram, finally, there was some old lady with my username already. And so I had to put like Flame underscore Fingers. And oh, I hope she's still alive because I'm going to follow her. <laughs> I have not checked in a while. Let's see. Let's do this right now. Hey, Let's too see. hard, too fast. We don't check facts, but we will for this one. <laughs> we will further. I need to know. I need to know if she's okay. I hope she's okay. <laughs> Let's see. If she made it through the color. Her name is Vanessa. Uh, you can absolutely follow her. Um, Jesus, she gets more likes uh, than my stuff. God damn. Uh, and she's still well and alive. Good job. She posted a week ago. Hey. She, is, she is a mom, a Mimi to three granddaughters that she misses terribly. Man. Florida in life, Colorado in dreams. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's, she's she's wild she's, like Florida, but chill as Colorado. See, That's I love I'm that she ha- she even has a damn website for like her knitting and everything called and I'm gonna just plug her stuff in. I don't have anything to plug today. So uh, go uh, into spinningmylifeaway.com and check out what uh, Vanessa is doing, I guess. Hey, I'll make it in the edits happen over here just for her. <laughs> you know what? She needs to come on the podcast now. <laughs> go invite her. <laughs> hey, so I my lo- friend Aaron. <laughs> so my friend Aaron really wants your username. Can you like, you know, I, like her website is called Spinning My Life Away. Why isn't that your username? Why, 
Hey, because she's spinning fire on that thing, on those yarns. That broke me, man. Like, this has been my username since, like, Newgrounds, so, like, early 2000s. And I could not get it on Instagram. If you ever see a Flame Fingers on the internet, it's more than likely me. Usually about 98% of Flame Fingers on the internet is me. Because <laughs> whenever there's, like, a new social media, I learn from Instagram. Whenever something new comes up, I go immediately, even if I'm not going to use it, I go immediately and build the username. Oh, smart. Which, good tip for everybody who is uh, Gen Z, go go set aside your usernames now. It's getting a lot harder to come up with original usernames. <laughs> um, hey, for real. Um, well, too hard, too fast story. All right, I think I, think I know what my story is going to be. I think my story is going to be the first time that I got here. That I that my first trip to Vietnam. Well, no, my not my first trip. My actually no, yeah, my first trip to Vietnam. It was like it was a it was a dumb and long fucking journey. A trip before you actually decided to move there. Like this is your first trip, like just visiting. This was yeah. This was when I came for for like a camp. Oh okay. And and then I made the decision to move all the way here. Because I'm, what if, the, what uh, if I'm this a dumbass. Is the same, what if this is the same story you said last time? Well, people got to figure. I don't remember if it was. I don't think it was. I remember. I remember last time. I think I said something really weird. I can't remember what it was though. I don't remember either. But you know what? If there's actually somebody that is cool enough to figure out, that'd be cool. Yes. No, I'm sure I haven't told the story. It's 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 the usual story that I said about like how my how my flight was forty six hours long. Oh, that's, that's a long insane. time. It's a long fucking flight. All right, too hard, too fast story. Let's hear it. Well, all right, it doesn't sound fast at all. It sounds like a long ass story. <laughs> it's like it's it's just like a very inconvenient story. This is more of a this is more of a story, a cautionary tale when traveling to asia uh, i apologize ahead of time this might not be that entertaining this is just to let you know traveling to asia is long especially if you're coming from the americas especially if you're coming from central and south america it's a long ass flight so my flight was six years ago so seven years ago no six years ago actually so six years ago, I get invited to be in a camp in Vietnam. So my fiance in that time was like, oh, look, there's an opportunity here. Uh, we both were volunteering for an organization called CISV. And I was like, it's an opportunity for we need a camp director to come and run the camp for us. And I was like, I've never been to Vietnam. I'm like, cool. Like, are they helping with like the ticket and everything? And they're like, yes. I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'm down. Tickets were two thousand dollars for like the ticket to come here and there's they still are like two thousand dollars so i was like yeah i'm in like if they'll help support the payment for this i'm down for it and so i get ready i prepare everything it was a whole situation it was my first time ever doing like a visa on arrival i had never done anything i thought the whole idea was crazy traveling 48 hours to the other side of the world and then being told like oh yeah no you can't come in like the, i the entire trip i was just panicking of like man what if they turn me around 
the same the same like going to the US and being turned around like this is a like it ain't two hours that I'm gonna go back home. And so I start off my travel from Honduras. I move on to El Salvador. It's like a 30 minute flight. Everything cool. Stay there for like an hour. Then we start traveling up. Go from El Salvador all the way to California. I'm traveling for hours. Everything's okay on the flights. I get to LAX. I think it was maybe like two in the morning. Late. I am carrying a little rolling bag. I'm carrying my book bag full with stuff. And I'm carrying just like whatever basic stuff in there. LAX, and and I want you to hear me very clearly, people who live in LA. LAX is by far the worst airport I have ever been to in my life. Fuck that airport. I think everybody would agree with you with that. Yeah. Fuck LAX. <laughs> uh, don't deny me the visa right now. I'm applying for a visa. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Get to LAX, it's like 2 in the morning. My flight doesn't leave till maybe 8 or 9 in the morning. And so I'm having to wait. I couldn't even check in. It was too early. They were like, no, you have to wait like three hours before the flight till you can check in. I'm like, fuck. So I'm there with three big bags just holding on to everything that I own at that point. Uh, I had like my, my carry-on bag that, again, had my entire life in there because I was like moving and so I'm like just freaking out a little bit of like, okay, where can I go? Where can I do what? Like, what do I do? I can't really go anywhere outside. LAX is like in the middle of nowhere. It's really expensive also. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to stay in the hotel and in, in the airport. And so I proceed to just kind of jam my big ass bag underneath some benches in like the arrivals hall, jam it all in there. I'm like strapping it in my bag and just like kind of hugging it, just like being like super uncomfortable on the floor. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and get some sleep. I'm like, cool. I then realize very quickly that LAX is an airport that thrives on chaos and paranoia. Every 15 minutes. Welcome to LAX. Please make sure that all of your equipment is with you at all times. <laughs> Don't let anybody touch your shit. <laughs> Every 15 minutes for seven hours. <laughs> who's, trying, who's trying to touch my shit? Nobody touched my shit. I'm like, I was supposed to fucking sleep for at least a couple of hours. Couldn't fucking do it. Every 15 minutes, a shouting voice of God just screaming in my ears. People are trying to steal your shit. <laughs> I remember there was a time where in airports, I don't remember which airport it was, but it was like, if make sure you packed your own bag, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, they said it so much. I was like, did somebody else pack my bag? Like, it made me think of that. <laughs> LAX, same thing. It was just like, make sure that you have an eye on your packages at all times. Please make sure don't hold anything for anybody. Don't take anything from strangers that you don't know. And I was like, like six, six hours or so of just listening to this every 15 minutes. Paranoid as hell. I was already exhausted at that point. That Like my trip had already been like, what, maybe 12 hours or something like that. 
so I was already like struggle bussing and I was just like, I need to sleep. I like, I'm broken right now. And just keep, keep hearing that blasted into my head. It was just like, it was a horrible experience. Just horrible experience. <laughs> Finally, I, I'm like, all right, it's time to check in. I go in, start making my way across, made it all the way. I think the first time I landed in Singapore and I am greeted with this beautiful place. The Changi Airport in Singapore is gorgeous. It is one of the places in the world where you want to hang out at the airport. I just did it again like a, a couple of days ago and it's still an amazing airport. They've got like now they have like Jurassic Park shit all over. They have like an actual dinosaur park at the airport. And so it was such a weird moment of like flying across the sea and going from everybody's trying to steal your shit to like, hey, we have virtual reality here. <laughs> Come try our things. <laughs> hey. We've got a lot of cool shit in here. It, it, so it was just like a cognitive dissonance. And after being like traveling for at that point, like almost a day, it was so it was so weird. It, it, it was interesting and weird and nice. And then I finally get to Vietnam and it was just like I was just exhausted from my trip. I, I remember I, I went to Singapore. I actually had like a priority pass that I paid just for the trip so that I could use like all the first class lounges and shit. And I, I went in and it was like, holy fuck, like this, I could just live here. I could, I, it was amazing. It was incredible. So what I'm saying is the point of my story is, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever going to travel to Asia, make sure that you can survive with your thoughts, with your baggages wrapped around you. <laughs> make sure that, uh, that you have a plan. You need a plan. Because you're going to spend a lot of time inside a closed capsule. Or you're going to spend a lot of time sleeping on floors, on really uncomfortable furniture. So plan it out. It's it's worth it. Especially if you've never done a trip that big or you're not used to traveling a lot. Plan ahead. Bring an activity with you. Bring a game. Bring some cards. Bring your... Well, now that you can fly with a Switch bring a video game plan ahead because not planning ahead can be chaotic it will induce your paranoia and you will end up exhausted you will literally just end up dead exhausted at the end of your trip <laughs> listen if you're trying to make myself regret forcefully <laughs> self-inviting myself to your wedding well you've done a great job but you don't have it as bad. Your trip will only be like a day. So like oh. you you should survive it. You're in Texas. You can travel to Houston to fly out from Houston. And so it's a lot easier from there because I think there's like a direct flight from like Houston all the way to like Japan or Korea or Singapore or somewhere. Else, and that's just like one <laughs> connection. So it's you will have it really easy. Um, Before we close out, Aaron, can can you... In Vietnamese, and I probably said that weird. Can you please say "Too Hard, Too Fast" podcast? How would you say that? Too hard, too fast podcast. 
Oh, really? There's no like translation. I, there's probably a translation. I don't know it, or dang it, man! <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, how would I know that? <laughs> Five years in let's the see. country. <laughs> let's see. Let, let's get a Google Translate. Let's see. Nope, too hard, too fast. We don't check facts. That's good enough <laughs> for me. Okay. Oh Jesus! Oh, I actually know how to say "too hard." Now that I think about it, Quaho. Yeah, Quaho Quanyan. I actually do know how to say "too hard, too fast." I'm an idiot. <laughs> I do, do know podcast? all these words. What even? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. That's probably just gonna be like a translated one. Yeah, podcast. Okay. Quaho Quanyan podcast. All right, say it again without me talking you talking over you. Quaho Quanyan podcast. Oh, I'm all here for it, baby. I, and we just got I to apologize, Vietnam. Aaron Mejia, the real flame fingers. Vanessa, we're coming for you. Not in a violent way, but, you know, we're all yeah. for your, your your Instagram. And, 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 and I just your... want your handle. I just want your handle. That's it. You can That's keep it. doing your knitting. That's I just want the handle. That's it. That's it. But we've just gone yeah. too hard too fast. Remember, Jitter be you, Jitter be weird. All the way from 12 hours into the future, Aaron Mejia. Bye. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I love you all. And, you know, just ask for my PayPal if you want to pitch in for my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Are you, like, on your computer still looking at this? I'm I'm literally just scrolling through her Instagram. (laughs) Just leaving me messages. Give me my name. Give me my name. Give me my name. Just...